Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I want my dreams high. Welcome to the Child Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisperer. I'm really grateful to support you today in creating a happy, successful family with cooperative children and not not shy or limiting or eliminating challenges. You're always going to have certain challenges, but they can be dealt with with more joy, more cooperation, and more successful outcomes. So you're in the right place to learn how to keep creating more of that. Thanks for joining me. The phone lines are open. I'd love to support you. Call in at 347-677-1963. And make sure you hit the number one on the keypad. That will indicate on our end that you want to chat with me. Now, our topic today is a popular one in both the world of children and adults, learning about your secondary energy types. So this is all about secondary energy types in young children. But before I get into today's topic, I have a giveaway winner. Thank you to everyone who participated in the contest we ran just this past week on Facebook. And the contest was send in your child whispering questions. And if we choose your question, you will receive two signed copies, autographed by me personally, of The Child Whisperer. Uh, I like to give away two copies because I'd love to, it's a book that, that you refer to again and again. And when you lend yours out, then you don't have the book available for yourself. So it's a good book to get a loaner copy and your own personal copy. That's why I like to give away two copies. You can lend one out. They can pick up their own copy, and you can have your own personal signed autograph copy to keep. So our winner this week is Alicia Rhodes, and we chose a question from a mom who has not yet read The Child Whisperer, and I wanted that particularly. I like that we, I want to, why I chose this question, um, I'm going to talk to that as well. Why would I choose a question from someone that hasn't read the book yet? Because there's so many answers in this 420-page book. But let me help you uh, why it's, why the book has so much value. So the question Alicia sent in was, Hi, Carol. My three-and-a-half-year-old son is going to a special preschool to help with his behavior. He likes He likes to be loud, busy, and has a hard time listening. 
Right now, my big struggle is trying to figure out how to handle him when he screams, I hate you, or you are so stupid, Mom. Usually this comes from him swinging at me, kicking, spitting, and throwing something. My friends have told me about your book. I can't wait to get my hands on it. See, right away when you see there's movement, you're talking about movement. He's loud. He's busy. He's got a high movement. Those are all adjectives that say this child has a high movement. And so in this high movement, he has a hard time listening. Well, what is, situations is he three and a half? What situations is he being put in that are challenging his high movement that he can't conform or engage and participate successfully? So what are you doing to try and change his movement when the movement is not what needs to be changed. This is what parents do. They try and change the movement of a child, their natural expression, so they can then conform to the environments they're put in to do the tasks or to then be able to play out the, the expectations that are put on them. Let me conform my child so then they'll be able to do this, then I'll say they're being successful. So then you have a child that's fighting back. And in and the most of the adults I work with, all of the adults I work with in personal coaching sessions that I do, every one of them, they're not, they were taught by their parents' response to them that who you are, your natural expression of you is a fault. It's a flaw. You need to conform. You need to compromise. You need to change. And so this child now is coming back at you with this, doing overs. I hate you from a three-year-old is big time overs. You're so stupid, mom, is a, is a huge cry for help from your child. A three-year-old doesn't have the capacity to even know what hate really is. That, somehow they just come with this program that comes through. <laughs> it's, it's been passed down generationally. I have an awesome video that you can watch on the Child Whisper blog that teaches you what is your child really saying when they say, I hate you. If you believe them and think you now have to discipline that, you're missing a huge opportunity. They're trying to get your help. They are screaming for you to do things differently. They are saying with not knowing how to say it, Mom, please understand me. And please learn how to support me. Now, by the sound, you know, busy, loud, hard time listening, that's a type 3 or 1, type 1 energy. That's a high movement energy. So right away we know this child needs to be supported true to their nature. I'm going to teach you how to do that in the book. So I'm not even going to, my, my answer to your question is, Read the book. There's so many answers for you in this book that you can stop disciplining who your child is and start supporting the truth of your child so that they will naturally come more into balance, be more agreeable, be more cooperative, and be the joyful human being they are designed to be, screaming, I hate you and you're so stupid. But your little three-and-a-half-year-old doesn't know what else to say to say, I'm under so much stress because the way you're parenting me is not supportive to me. And I feel stressed and I hate you. I don't, she doesn't really hate you. 
I hate that this is happening. I want it to stop. Please stop it. Please learn. Please do it differently. Because children, I innately believe that we are designed to be joyful human beings. And it starts with how our parents treat us. When they treat us as though who we are is bad and wrong and flawed, we then decide we agree with them and we grow up with developing personalities trying to counter what is innately our greatest expression of self that will create success in this world effortlessly when we're living true to it. So read the book, Mom, and learn about your high-movement child and really look at your parenting approach. What are you doing that's stressing and is putting your child in a contrary position where they now are fighting you, resisting you, and making your life really hard? And that can all change. I invite you to read the uh There are 270 reviews on Amazon for the Child Whisper book. I'm grateful to say that the majority of those are five-star reviews. And this this book will turn things around for you. It will change things. I've had mothers and fathers even say, you saved my relationship. This information saved my relationship with my child. And I believe it did. So it's that valuable. Thank you for sending in your questions. Let's talk about the secondary energy types in young children. And in the book, in the Child Whisper book, I have a section on this. So I want to refer you to that, to read that in more depth. It's not a long section. It's pretty brief. But it is second to understanding your child's dominant energy. We have all four types of energy in us. We express the movement of all four types. We do lead with a dominant energy type. I speak to that in my book, It's Just My Nature. Where does this expression come from? What's creating it? How does it relate to the nature kingdom? What's going on with our DNA? You can pick up a copy of It's Just My Nature and learn more about that. And what changes our nature in our dominant expression when we all, you know, let's say I'll give my, um, I have two type two children and they both have different secondary. So that. They have many things in common true to their type 2 nature as the sensitive child, but they have a unique expression that their secondary energies actually influence some very different interests they have, the way they handle things, the way they approach things. Their secondaries are the one that give them that more quality of uniqueness. And so let's look at each of the types as a secondary energy, not as their dominant. So with type 1, you know the movement is upward and light. It's a more buoyant, random, spontaneous movement. It's a more social movement. So when a child expresses a type 1 energy as a secondary, what you're going to notice is a quality of cuteness, a sparkle, a little bit of playfulness about them at times. It's not what they lead with. It kind of comes out on occasion. You'll see it in them. You'll go, oh, you know, they have that that expressive self but it's not their dominant self. In a type 2, the sensitive energy, if a child has a secondary type 2 energy, you're going to notice this quality of gentleness and a softening that it kind of softens their dominant energy. So if somebody, if a child 
is a secondary too, and they it'll soften the type one energy a bit. It'll soft, it'll just soften the type three or the type four. It has a softening effect, and it adds a sensitivity to their dominant energy. Now, as a type three secondary energy, and this is our push forward, our determined child. This is the um, engagement energy, action energy. This will show up as wanting an orientation to results, getting things done, outcomes, with a, a bit of push at times that backs up their dominant energy. And then with a type 4 child, or a type 4 secondary, the type 4 movement, again, is, is the more serious, more linear, more logical, more private, more matter-of-fact. That energy will express as a secondary, secondary quality with an ability to step back and look at the bigger picture with a keen eye and, and be more uh, thorough about things and organized and have a quality of bringing structure to certain things, not all things. It's not a preference in all things, just certain things. When I look at kids that have each of these secondaries, um, I've got, uh, looking at my children right now, my oldest daughter is a one with a secondary two. So she just has this, she's social, she's very easy to talk to, but this part, she just has a sensitivity to people, this heart connection that she brings to things. And then my next child, he's a type two with a secondary four. He's just very thorough, very um, big picture oriented, and yet he's gentle. He leads with being gentle, where that secondary four is that more uh, thorough, big picture quality about him. Then my next child, Anne, who's a two with a secondary three, she has that ability to engage. Very gentle, um, has a softer dominant movement, but then she just, she's my, the one I've done triathlons with, she she likes to engage in physical things, she's very results oriented, she has ability to move into action, but again, her dominant plays out prior to that, um, and then my next child, he's also a secondary three, he's a fourth three, I don't think I have any secondary one children. I have all the others covered, two, three, and four. But of course, I know many people that have secondary one energies and children that do. And there's just this playfulness that will come forward, this lightness that you'll see, and then their dominant energy will come back into play. So those are some tips. Again, your children will show you these things and will give you clues. They want you to know who they are. Your your child's soul is hoping you'll see the truth of who your children are. God wants you to see who your children are. There's a lot of powers of heaven invested in you knowing and understanding your children. So again, be prayerful in your approach to uh, invite this understanding. You know, as you meditate, pray, as you seek out God to confirm to you, help me to know my children. This can also be revealed to you as well, what your children's secondary is, and then it will be shown to you, and you'll have that confirmation of spirit to know. So trust again those, that God wants you to know who your children are and wants you to support them in raising them true to who he created them to be. So trust that and seek God out in those answers as you seek to know 
your child's dominant and secondary energy. The phone lines are open. Give me a call. It's a 45-minute show, and I invite you to call on the front end, rather the back end of the show, 347-677-1963. I'm confident saying there's somebody on the that's listening right now that would benefit from chatting with me today. So I will encourage you with my type three energy to move you into action to make that phone call today and ask your question because you help so many people when we have these conversations and I appreciate your willingness to engage with me. So here's a question that was emailed in about secondaries. How soon can we know? Carol, I'm a type four mom and I wonder at what age does the child's secondary become clear? My daughter is only eight months old and obviously a type one, but so far I haven't been able to figure out her secondary energy type. Is it too early? That's a really good question. Uh, I haven't observed, I haven't put a lot of attention on observing what are the tendencies with that. My sense is you might, you know, and I don't know if it's consistent per child, but, um, could it be a variable? Yes. But I would say as they start, as they start to develop their personality, you start to see preferences towards things, how they manage things. Because right now your child is eight months old and is almost in, you know, completely dependent on your care and support and uh, providing. When they start to engage in the world, when they start to develop their large motor skills, their small motor skills, when they start to talk, interact, when they start to develop that personality. So I'd say your, their behavior tendencies, when they start to have thought and feeling processes and their personality. Because in the assessment, use, assessments used in energy profiling are behavior tendencies, thought and feeling processes, personality, physical features, and um, body language. And so you're seeing some of their behavior tendencies already because they have behavior, but you're not aware of their thought and feeling, feeling processes you're going to notice. But the more of that that's happening, the more their secondary is expressed. And so you're probably right on and sensing that you need to give it a little more time and it will then present itself. Great question, though. I appreciate that. Now, another question about secondaries is uh, concerning over developing a secondary energy. And, And that's a common dynamic in adults that they overdevelop their secondaries. I'm a good example of that. I am a type three, but in the first eight to nine years of my life, I was a very, my home environment was not a safe environment that I was nurtured and supported in being who I really am. It was when I started to have more out of my home experiences around age 12. Once a child starts to spend more time outside their home, I started to develop more of my my dominant energy to lead with and things that I would pursue. I was pretty careful. I was a very careful child the first six to eight years of my life, and I started to move beyond that. One of the big things that happened for me is I started to get involved with horses. I had a neighbor. And so I love that God will put in our paths the support we need, even if our parents don't give us the support we need. God will provide for us the opportunity to develop our true selves. Because around age 10, I had a neighbor who invited me to start riding their horse because their teenage daughter had kind of gotten removed from it, wasn't interested. And I took on this project of caring for it. And they asked me to feed it, uh, keep it fed and manage it, take it out riding. And by age 10, 
I started to ride horses, and that helped me develop. I never thought about this till today. I love that um, I get to learn about myself and helping you. I appreciate you listening to my stories. I hope they help you. When I was in that space of working with a horse, that took a lot of my type 3 energy and helped me start to develop it. And by age 12, I owned my own horse. And from 12 to 15, I know owning that horse, having to take responsibility for that horse, my parents were not horse people. I had to kind of show up. That required me to show up and start being me. And I, to this day, really have a lot of love for horses. I don't, I'm not involved in any. But I just, I think that's my connection. Those horses provided me um, an opportunity to start, I'm getting emotional here, to be who I am. And i never quite seen it that way. Because I definitely had overdeveloped my secondary energy of being very still. So the question, I'm a type 4 mom with a type 1 secondary 4 7-year-old daughter. I think it's possible that the way I ran a more structured home wounded her a lot in her younger years before I came across the child whisper. Now that I know how adaptable the type 1 nature is, I'm concerned that I've already sent her the message that she should adapt to me and trust her secondary type 4 more than her dominant type 1. I have started encouraging and engaging with the times that she is more lighthearted, but sometimes she says things like, I, we should be more serious, and my heart just breaks. I don't recall ever saying that to her, but now, nevertheless, she feels that way. Any tips? I want to applaud you, first of all, as a type 4 mom, recognizing what I'm going to agree that, that yes, you're, what you sense has happened probably has, and I want to applaud you for owning that, for seeing it. Then seeing it without guilting or faulting yourself, because obviously, as you learn from the child whisper, it was not your intent. You just did what was natural and your nature. You did what was natural for you. You you parented true to who you are without knowing your child would line up with you because of her type 1 energy. But now that you're seeing it, give it some time. That's my first recommendation. Don't try and address this because then she's going to also feel like she's try- having to adapt again to you. Just notice opportunities like you are to support it. Don't, don't make a big deal about it. Let it happen very organically. Don't bring attention to it. Don't try and make it happen. Pray that it will. Ask for opportunities to present themselves that you can then just support her and in your heart celebrate that and validate her. I love it when you're that way. This is what I love about you. Validate her. Give positive feedback because you were reprimanding those same tendencies in the past that then caused her to conform to be able to even say things like we should be more serious. And you can say, no, we don't need to be. You can just then come back and re-educate. She's only seven. So I don't think you need to have a sit-down talk with her about it. If she were 15, I'd tell you, sit down. You need to have a chat. You need to just be honest with what you've done. You know, if you feel moved to do that, then do it. I just, she's light. Don't make this heavy for her. Just see. Just pray for opportunities and notice them. Pray that you'll be conscious of them. Pray that you'll be made more conscious of when you're shutting her down. Ask for divine assistance to get your attention. That is one of the biggest tools I use as a parent. Help me, show me, make me notice it. 
I knew that I had a lot of guiding angels in my parenting to keep me accountable to myself. I encourage you to read Remembering Wholeness and teach you about guiding angels, angels that work in behalf of God to help you. Ask for them to support you in noticing your what you can do different. You will. I would love to hear back from you. Either write in your success story or call in what it, what's shifting for you because I know it will. Type one shift easily. So she'll respond very favorably to you without even knowing it because she doesn't think too deeply about things and that's just perfect for her. Let's take our first caller today, Beth. Hi, Beth. Mm-hmm. You're on the show. Hi, Carol. I have a full house of the energy type, so lucky me. Um, but also, uh-huh. um, I'm a type 3 mom, and the question I have is for my two oldest. Um, one is 13, and it's a girl, and she is a 2-4 energy type. And then there uh-huh. is an 11-year-old boy, and he is a 1-4 energy type. And they really battle with each other a bunch just in words a lot and they correct each other all the time because probably their secondary four coming in but I'd love to see a better relationship between those two especially seeing the other relationships in the family and how that really supports them in their happiness level so what can you recommend yeah what sets it up give me a kind of what what are the because usually these things are patterns it's it's Mm -hmm similar things that provoke it, you know? So what's typical? Like, where do you see this happening? What, who's the, who's the one, like, who's the proactive one in, in causing, you know, the engagement to be then contentious? Like what, what's some of the things you notice with it? It's really both of them. It could be manners at the dinner table and trying to parent each other. Um, okay. It can be, just all kinds of things. I mean, getting in the car in the morning and, you know, just being upset because they didn't close the door or something, you know, just anything. They just so they're correcting you. each other a lot. They're correcting each other. They're getting at the other person for not doing things, like, in their mind the right way. Okay. And how have you tried to resolve this? What have you done? You know, I have decided, you know, previously that, you know, they'll just work it out. This will just be a phase. You know, they'll just find their own way. So I haven't done a lot about it besides, you know, please don't do that. Please leave her alone. You you are not the parent. You know, I can handle it if he chews with his mouth full of food. You know, things like that. So um, but, what if you are, they're old enough that you can have a private conversation with each of them and say, why does your brother bug you so much? Mm-hmm. Does he really bug you as much as it seems he does? Why is are you feeling com- like am I not giving you? It's like they're um, trying to. There, there's some kind of a competitive. Like there's this some. Um, you're a threat to me. I gotta. I gotta put you in your place. You know. Find out, you know, she's old enough as a type two. Well, how's she feeling? How do you feel about your brother? Lead with the feeling. The feeling. I actually have how do you feel about both him? of them. And what do they tell they you? Are both, they're both very hurt inside. 
and they want a relationship okay. and they just don't know how and no one's willing to take the first step. Well, so, hey, they're too young just, for that though. You need to well, create well, the least, framework for that. So now I okay. I bring them together and say, what do you want? What do you want? Have a me and don't let and just listen. And say, mm-hmm. okay, how how can we how can you move forward to create that? I would as the parent, I do figure eights between them. That's oh, my yes. energy tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd start doing those so that their energy starts to interrelate. Now, you mm-hmm. haven't known this about your kids for a while, so there is a good chance they are operating in their secondary energies. If you're a type 3 mom, there's a lot mm-hmm. of got to get it done in your in their first several years of life and so definitely they're you know Mm -hmm. your daughter if they're what I'm hearing and I think you're correct that their secondary energies are kind of bumping into each each other how we support these kids and really living in their dominant energy and creating a friendship Mm -hmm. so there's a friendship there and so I'd start with um, doing the figure eight so that they're and then what are you doing are your children really living true to their dominant energy and you say they are is your type um, two really true yes, to herself? Yes, is your type this one has been really so supportive for her, and he can't live in any other way. <laughs> he's just okay. he's just so good at now he's going to be understood for it rather than treated yes. like you know. Now there's a much broader understanding for him to really come alive in it. So mm-hmm. I think you're on the right. Um, I think you got to just. Maybe I think meeting with them and saying, "Okay, this is what you keep doing. It's not working. Do you? We're, I want to support you in creating a friendship. Um, ask mm-hmm. them what they think that could look like. What could they do together, or what they like about each other? And then say, mm-hmm. okay, if you continue in the, there maybe needs to be some kind of a consequence if they keep doing the same things that put it, that that break it down." Mm-hmm. And they have to be accountable then. What do they, you know, if they badger each other at dinner, if they, it's like, oh, you know, and, and they can't, again, you have to come to some agreement that says you're now being held accountable to choose a different behavior. Right. To create friendship. What you're doing is not creating friendship. I love that. Enough. They creating need friendship. They need yep. mm-hmm. How can they create friendship? Ask them. How do they treat okay. their friends? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. ask them. Would you treat your friends like that? Mm-hmm. So, and 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 recognize when they are. Really, you want to continue to yeah. emphasize the positive as much as you can, and then have okay. some kind of a managed accountability. So, because those can go out of control, and everyone's saying, "You did it! You just broke the rule!" Yeah. You know, you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Oh, it's even worse. So they're self-accountable. Mm-hmm. How can they be accountable to themselves to create something different? Great. So, I'll try all right, that. For Thank in. you, Carol. All right. Bye-bye. My next caller, Lisa, you are live on the show. Hi, Carol. Good to talk to you okay. today. Yeah, thanks um, for calling, I'm calling in. I'm calling with a question about my 8-year-old son. He is a type 2 with a secondary type 1. And mm-hmm. I think whatever type 3 and type 4 are in here are minuscule because he is all two <laughs> in one. And okay. um, he's, he's the type of little boy that doesn't like tags in his shirts. He goes barefoot so he doesn't have to wear shoes. 
Um, he's very sensitive. So mm-hmm. when I think of that, I'm confused by one of his behaviors. He is very wiggly, um, mm-hmm. and he cannot sit still. He's our comedian at home. Um, he, you know, is upside down all the time, telling jokes, making funny faces, and literally cannot be still at dinner time or whenever. Well, do you think um, you've got it reversed? We you know, don't make I did the tag in his shirt the qualifying thing that he's a type two, but type ones don't like wearing shoes. <laughs> you know, Carol, I did for a long time think that. I did for a long time yeah. think he was a dominant one. And then I started to listen to you talk about observing your child in environments outside your home. Yeah. So outside our home, he is quiet and extremely shy. He won't even okay, look anyone so in the eye. He waits till. Yeah, he waits. So he's really the good news is he feels safe at home. That he has. <laughs> you know, that's really that's a, that's a lot to compliment yourself with. That he feels really comfortable being himself, and so. Again, um, I have a um, video that came out on the blog. Did you watch the one um, I interviewed a mom about how she helps her children learn to sit still? No, I've heard you talk about that one, though. Yeah, we have a a blog video, and she gets some really good tips on some things she does that are age-appropriate to help build it. Because, again, it's like, okay, he's eight years old. He should be old enough to start to learn different environments, require different things in our participation, you know, for the fact just to be um, supportive to the fact we're in a group setting here. And so you might ask him, you know, again, he's old enough to say, how do you, you know, how should we sit at the dinner table? What, what, what's a, what's your, let him start to be an advocate for himself to say, oh, okay, maybe, because we're just so good at parents to keep telling kids what to do rather than inviting them to say what they could do different. Right. Well, I'm a type four mom, so I always have very clear ideas of what I think should yeah. be happening, and I have to yeah, keep that in check. Let him come up with the solution, and then that he holds himself again to it, you know, and say, um, what could you do different here? What would support the family when we're all sitting here? Okay. You know, what, Some, what would support with all of us? Okay. Um, I I would love to hear, maybe you can help me understand a little better. In my mind, when I think about type 2 children, I don't think of them being wiggly. So is that just a, would you just say that's part of childhood and just that movement is just could part be, of him and being it could be old? secondary is just that expressive in him, you know. Okay. That he, that he is. And okay. again, Seek confirmation that you've got this correctly so that because you're very in your type four mind, you'll adhere to what you think it, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> a prayer, prayerful confirmation that if this is not, if it's incorrect, you'll be seeing it. Um, you know, those are two energies that type one energy is light, type two energy is soft. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very the lines can get fuzzy between the two sometimes for right. parents. So to me, it's in the features, you know, and the body okay. language is really telling. Right. So. Okay. He's got curly hair and freckles and soft features. He is a wonderful boy, but he's definitely a mix of those two. Yeah. Well, you, okay. do you do dressing your truth? I absolutely do. <laughs> okay, then. Bright, 
sunshiny yellow. Will every type one will hold it? Soft gray. If a type one puts on a um, gray soft shirt, it'll cast darkness and shadow on their face. If a type one puts on a bright sunny yellow, light they just light up. And mm-hmm. you, if you're if you've got your children dressing their truth, you're going to notice. Type 1 right. children can only wear highly animated patterns. A type 2, it'll look like it's wearing him. Right. Okay. He's been wearing type 2 clothing, and I it matches fun? the way he moves through life, except okay. for the times when he's, you know, extremely wiggly. But in general, when he's yeah. at school or something like that, it, it matches what he does. You know, is he wiggly in the place? That, is he able to sit still and, and and be, you know, in the school environments and that? Is this just this in your home? Yes. Yes. I think it's more you're not, you, you're, it's you more than him. It probably is. <laughs> it's, you got to raise, how can you, the question should be, how can I raise my stand of tolerating more movement? That's probably true. He He's one of seven, so there's a lot of movement in my house. <laughs> there you go. That's where you need to listen to the, what mom, you know, in my archives, when the type, if you listen to the show where I interview the type four mom. Yes. Back in the archives. <laughs> yeah. She did it. Yeah. Just keep you, self-care is really important in your world. So. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that's true. Thanks. Okay. Well, thank you, Carol, very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Adriana is now on the show. Hi. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So I'm calling. Um, I believe I'm a type four. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is two and a half, and I'm confused still on his primary. But I first I thought he was a primary one, the secondary three, then. Lately, I've been thinking or feeling like he's actually a, a primary three with a secondary one. Um, okay. But I know they're both really high movement. Um, I, I have a video. Confused. Yeah, on the um, I have a video on the Child Whisper blog where I created I produced two of them. Is your child a three one a one three or a three one or is your child a two four or a four two where I actually talk about the high movements and the lower movements and how to know which is which. And essentially in this case, type three energy is pushed forward. This is the bull in the China closet. This is the kid that's like rough on things. It's just on hands on everything. It's this push, heavy, you know, they're louder, they're just more of a umph, more of a substantial presence where a type one energy is more light, airy, fluffy, feathery, you know, or, or, you know, just buoyant. And you notice the difference between this, this kind of substance and this lightness. And again, the video is, um, those videos are on the, on the blog, the childwhisper.com blog, and you're going to be able to learn more about how to, and features as well. The features play in because, Type 3 kids scowl. Type 1 children, their faces light up. They pop. You see that a lot in a type 1 child, that raise of eyebrows, bright eyes, open eyes, open mouth. You see the the, uh, type 3 scowl quite when they get involved in something, looking at something, they're focused, and they have that tension in their face. You'll see that as well. 
And it's pretty, um, I, every time, they all do it. Children are truly living uh, their honest expression with us, which I am so grateful for. I've got one more uh, question that came in through email. Hi, Carol. I'm a type 1 mom, and my 7-year-old son was so easy to type. He's a lot like me, very much a type 1. But sometimes he decides to be shy. I don't understand this. He told me, I decided when I meet my new teacher, I'm going to be shy. How can I encourage him to be himself? Is he just sliding into a secondary nature for a while, or has he picked up habits from his type 2 dad? Is it possible that he could be a secondary type 2, and I just haven't figured it out yet? He seems otherwise comfortable in school. The fact that he's saying it, to me, just says it's playful for him, and it's maybe he's going to be an actor. Because I'm going to be shy with my teacher. See it as that. Don't maybe take him so seriously. He's playing with this. It seems like a playful thing he's doing. The fact that he's deciding um, to behave a certain way, and maybe he will like to do acting. Maybe you should get him into acting. He's deciding to play a part here right now by declaring this, you know. I'm going to decide to be shy. Uh, maybe he wants to see what happens. I'll ask him. Maybe, really? That's kind of fun. What do you want to, you know, that's fun. Tell me more about that. Why do you want, you know, would you like Would you like to go to acting classes? You know, maybe there's a talent there he's trying to reveal to you. So, uh, a couple of new blog posts that are up on the Child Whisper blog. Uh, last week we posted, what if your child's teacher were a child whisperer? It's uh, a video where I've talked with a teacher. I uh, had a teacher come in and she shares her experience with using the Child Whisperer in her classroom. And some great content there for you to, to consume. And then on the Carol blog, the carolblog.com, I have just posted how to overcome your resistance to exercise. It's a little technique I teach you to identify any beliefs that are keeping you from exercising, That how to turn that around, how to release yourself from that uh, feeling from these beliefs that are interfering. It's always the belief that will create the resistance, see, and then, then your physical body feels contained. It can't move forward. You want something like exercise so that you're drawn to. It's open. It's easy. It's something you create as a lifestyle to stay healthy and be a good example to your children, to be someone that cares for your body properly and your eating habits and your fitness routine. Again, they do not have to be big time uh, time suckers for you. You can do it with a little bit of time investment and planning and it will pay off over time. It's more about rep being repetitive and consistent with it than doing long exercise things. But check out how to overcome your resistance to exercise and keep yourself creating that healthy lifestyle that supports you and your children. So thanks for joining me today. I'm grateful I could uh, support all of you. I was recently talking to a mom and well, no, I look forward to, this will be coming out in a few weeks. I was interviewed by Power of Moms podcast and the Power of Moms website, powerofmoms.com. We'll, be, uh, present, we'll put a link to that on the Child Whisper Facebook page. When that gets aired, goes live, and I was grateful to participate that last week and talking to the mom that runs that whole program. And I, she said to me, What's one tip you could share with moms right now that would be they could implement right away? And I'll share. I actually had two. My first one was take time 
when really engage with your children when you're in conversation. We're looking at phones, getting a chore done, driving. Of course, you can't do it when you're driving a car. But stop, look in their eyes, really connect energetically. Make your energy available to them. Make, put your energy, turn your energy to focus on them. And the other one was to know the good job you're doing, to see the good, to continue to recognize your great effort, your willingness to learn. If you're listening to me and you follow the child whisper, you're an amazing parent. If you're willing to learn, look at yourself, do things different that create more of what you want. And I thank you for that. So I'll talk to you next week. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the child whisper. And thank you for sharing the child whisper. Like the podcast, like the Facebook page, tell other people about the book, give it as a gift. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.